0: Hello, this is Sophie Lawson from dot com, and this is episode 94 of the Sophie Art Podcast which is a little podcast that I do about the art and tings, <laughs> tings. and this one is about the tings it's going to be about a theory that I've got I'll go into it a bit more in a minute but episode 94 is actually my f- 94 is one of my favourite numbers because in 1994... I found and fell in love with Formula One. The 1st of May 1994 was my first ever Formula One race that I watched. It was also Ayrton Senna's last race. Because Ayrton Senna actually crashed and died on that day, May the 1st. And I'd never watched Formula One before that. Something really weird happened because at the time, I have to be honest, I was loving it. All The, the whole race was full of crashes and everything and there's a wheel fell off and went into the crowd somebody Roland Ratzenberger had died the day before it was in the paper and that's actually what made me watch it because I thought I liked I liked the thought of danger so it's weird though but at the end of the day it was on the news that Ayrton Senna had died and what's strange is I burst into tears I'd never I didn't know Ayrton Senna or nothing i burst into tears in a way as if i knew him and from that day forwards i formula one like it became a really important part of my life and even now what is it 30 25 years later yeah 26 years later i still love formula one it's it helped me as well because formula one kind of helped me get through my social anxiety and stuff back back then when I was really suffering with social anxiety. But Formula One gave me something to look forward to each week. So that was quite exciting. And talking about Formula One. (laughs) So this week I've I've actually not looked at anything to buy. Apart from one day I went up to Exeter to see my gender therapist. And in the shop, in in this video game shop, second hand shop. They had a racing wheel for the PS2 made by Logitech, really good wheel, and it was a quid, which is amazing. It's got pedals and everything. So I thought, I'm not gonna let that go for a quid. And I have got a PS2 under the bed with Gran Turismo. So I just thought that's quite amazing. But the thing is, that's the only thing I've bought. So this week, so far, I've only spent one pound and I bought a game as well. (laughs) So that's 50p. So I'm doing quite well this week. And I have what I've also done is deleted all of the things off of the little on my mobile. I've deleted all the websites, so I'm not going to be tempted by that. So I'm I'm slowly working through it. I have to see what happens. But with us today's little Dennis, and I've I've promoted him, <laughs> so he's now going to be the little co-host. So he's the new co-host for the podcast. Is little Dennis? He's very happy about that. But let's... Bing! Little Dennis has started this one, so we're going to jump into the episode. You can find show notes and think at sophielawson.com. I still haven't bothered updating the website. It's... I don't know. It's... I I can't really be bothered. (laughs) So I'll still put the podcast in there and the show notes and stuff, which is good. But you can also find this as a video on youtube.com slash and I'll put links and everything in there. So let's get into this episode. So, this is quite a weird one. Oh, uh, also, I've been doing my studying. I'm nearly at the end of this course. It's how to draw dynamic folds and wrinkles with Shauna Tenney. At the moment, she's got me drawing different types of fabrics, like to get the textures. It's really fascinating, actually. So, I'm right near the end and once I've finished it I'll do a little video talking about the course because I've I've been taking notes as I've been doing the course and there's positives and negatives to this one so I'm quite excited to talk about that, it'll probably be maybe two weeks I think, something like that but let's get into this episode, so this is definitely going to be a brain dump episode where I'm just going to, I'll just talk and see, see what happens, so I'm going to be talking about a theory which I spoke about before. I think it was about episode thirty or something. It's quite a long time ago, maybe about a year ago. But what happens is, as you study stuff, you get more and more information, and then you, you gather more information. It sort of you start putting it into your theory, and then before you know it, it gets bigger. And stuff that you couldn't quite work out before, you get a new bit of like information. Suddenly, it makes sense, and it makes your theory make a bit more sense the thing is I don't think there's any way to prove this so but the theory is all to do with what I said before was I think we are all living this happened after my first ever lucid dream I had a lucid dream probably about a year and a half ago and when I came out of it, it it was a series of false awakenings where you think you've woken up and then all of a sudden you realize that you haven't woken up you're still dreaming, so then you wake up again, and you think you've woken up, but you're, you're still asleep, you're still dreaming, and then it can keep going, and this, this went on for about three or four times, and then when I came out of it, I felt like, it, the feeling I had, and I had no reason to, to think this, I just had this sense that it felt to me like somebody had had created the dream realm, and they were like putting us into this dream realm, And I think what they're doing is when we're in a dream realm, I think we're either downloading or uploading information, like all of our day's events and stuff. I think we're just, when you're sleeping, I think you're transferring data into this like big database, which is what this theory is about. But it felt to me like somebody, it it could almost be like a virus, a virus had created a sub-programme which was the dream realm, and they were trying to recreate reality inside of the dream realm. But what they were doing, they they, they hadn't created reality. They were trying to replicate it. So what they did was they reverse-engineered reality, which is what you would do. If you wanted to work out how to make something, like if you had like a little racing car made out of Lego bricks and you didn't make it, what you could do is if you had a load of bricks, you could take it apart, and you would be able to recreate it using the bricks. But if, say, this little racing car had like electric inside of it, you wouldn't be able to reverse engineer that electric. So you'd end up with like a racing car made of bricks, which didn't move because it didn't have the electric bit. So it it felt a bit like what had happened was they they created this dream realm. So when we go to sleep, we we're, we're put into this like dream realm, so we can upload and download our data. But they hadn't quite worked out how to put electric and stuff. So, like when you when you turn the lights on and off in a dream, if you turn the lights on and off nine times out of ten, the lights won't work, and so then you can realise you're dreaming. So, and I started thinking, well, why is that? Because at first I thought it was just me, and then when I looked, I looked into it. I realised that this is like a a common thing, like. Pretty much everybody says if lights do not work in a lucid dream, which says to me that there's how can it be consistently the same for everybody dreaming when the dream is made in your head? You would think that that would mean that your head is making it, but it seems as if there's rules in the dream realm. But so I got this feeling that it was a little bit negative at the time. I don't think I think I spoke about it a little bit on the podcast. But I had this sense that maybe something is, let's just say, trapping us in the dream realm. Keeping us in there. Yeah, because so, like when you become lucid, you try to wake up. Sometimes you end up in a false awakening. Almost, It seems to me like a waiting room. It's like they put you into this waiting room before you actually wake up. I know it sounds a bit bonkers, but... Because what ends up happening is... The more you look into this, the more you realise that reality is exactly the same as a dream, it's just a stable one, because of time. If you didn't have time in this reality, it would be exactly the same as the dreams. So the only thing that's different between reality and the dream realm, for me, is time. Which kind of goes into this little, little theory thing here. So that was the first thing I was thinking about, and I just sort of threw it to the back of my head and I'd sort of forgotten about it. And this week, when I started thinking about all this stuff... All of a sudden that came back into, I sort of thought about it a bit more. But my theory before was, we're each living inside of our own universe and everybody else in the universe, they're not actually conscious. We're the only conscious one inside of our universe. Everybody else, every single person is is actually not conscious. They are, they're playing out probabilities. So what happens is everybody's got their own universe where they're conscious but inside of that universe everybody else exists inside of your universe but then that other person has their own universe and you exist inside of their universe as a probability and a probability is based off of all of the versions of you in all of these universes so like when you go to sleep you're downloading this information and uploading it which is it's put in probability of you doing stuff into the database so that the AI units (laughs) sounds mad but like the AI versions of you will act the way you are most likely to act so in a strange way that it is you but it's not you because the only difference is they haven't got free will they will be acting completely off of off of the numbers of the numbers in the database Whereas you as a conscious one, you have the the ability to change, so you have the free will to change, but what's really weird is even if you if you're if you're not fully conscious you, even you as the conscious one, knowing that you're you, you're still going to end up doing things off of the probability because it's it's more probable, and this is why. Because I've seen so many experiences. I've had so many things in my life where I feel like I slightly become possessed. Especially when I'm in social situations. Even though I know that there's nothing to be scared of and stuff. It is like I, I suddenly become possessed. And I, like I, I find it hard to speak or something in, in groups. And then afterwards I look and I think. Why can not I just break that little... Like habit thing and it it kind of I feel like it's because you were acting off of the probability so you, the probability was so high that you were not going to speak in that situation that even with your free will you were not able to like push it over but if you if you keep trying and if you keep trying in the end you're going to be able to increase the probability Because then all the other ones will do it as well. And then once all the other ones will do it, it's going to be much easier for you. Sounds, yeah. (laughs) So, but this goes into, yes, everyone's, but your free will. I said, even your free will is based off a probability. I've got scribbled notes down here, so I'm going to have to try and make sense of it. Again, that little thing that I thought about, which we're all in our own universe... I thought about it and then I'd just forgotten about it again. I'd thrown it to the back of my head. And that was like, that must have been about a year ago, I thought about that. And I hadn't thought about it since, really. And then this week I was meditating. There's somebody called Joe Dispenza who does this meditation. And he, I was this, li- I, I must have listened to him, I've, I must have listened to his meditation about a thousand times. De- definitely. Started in, 19, in 2013. So. I would say at least 500 times I've heard these meditation. It's an hour long. And what he does is he starts talking about a space. Because for the first 20 minutes, he's you're focusing on your body. You're basically taking parts of your body and he wants you to focus on the space that your lips take up in space. And then he moves on to your hands, your, your arms, your upper body. Your, and then before you know it, he's saying can you imagine the space that your body takes up in space and then he starts moving out and he says can you imagine the space that the room you're in takes up in space and all the other times before this i've visualized what i've seen is i've seen my room as a a cube in space surrounded by darkness and then what would happen is in my meditation this little cube that my room was in it would be my room as if there was nothing else that existed outside of my room and it would start it was like, it i became like the camera and my room would just slowly vanish and i would be zooming out in the universe and I'd. it would it would put into perspective just how small this room is and then you end up just it puts into perspective how like tiny we are really and so so that's what has always happened but this time, what he, what he says after that is, he he says, "Can you imagine the space that 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 space takes up in space?" <laughs> it's getting a bit bonkers here, and I've I've never had this before. But what happened was this little, I couldn't see anything. This little dot, a little a little point, came into my visions. So I saw this little dot, and then all of a sudden, that little dot, it went sideways and it and it became a line. Then all of a sudden that little that little line it went upwards and it became a square. And then it's like it rotated a bit and that square came outwards and it became a cube. And then it started rotating. So I had this cube rotating and all of a sudden the cube popped back down into that point. And I was lying there meditating this meditation is an hour and normally I would just stay there for the hour but what happened was I just I said out loud the whole of space is inside of itself and like I'd never I can't really even explain it but I could feel I could really feel that everything is is inside of a little point and like yeah if you pull it out you've got space but the whole space is inside of itself which kind of goes into like time because t- time is inside of it itself. Like, If you can get outside of time, that means time does exist and it doesn't exist at the same moment, which means that the whole of time exists, but at the same moment, nothing exists. And it's, it's kind of the same thing here that like that little dot, nothing exists because it's just a little dot. But at the same time, everything exists because it's inside of that little dot. So if you just pull the dot out, you end up with a whole space. It was so amazing that I I stopped the meditation. I just wrote it. I I drew like little, some little, little diagrams because I just didn't want to forget it. And then the more I thought about this, the more I started thinking that like, this actually kind of goes into my little theory about we're each a universe. What I'm thinking is we are each that little dot, which is actually the cube. And then the more I thought about this, it started to get really quite visual, but I, I don't know if I'm going to be able to explain it. Because if, if each of us is a little dot, you can have, imagine you could have, like you could have a row of these dots all next to each other, but if, if one of those dots pulls out into the cube, the cube now has inside of itself all of the other dots, which would be other people or other universes. So each of these cubes is a person. The person is the little dot. The cube is like the universe. So you are the universe. But inside of that cube, which is the universe, you would have all these other dots, which would be other people. And then if you you then pulled out, it gets quite weird here, you've got a cube with these little dots inside of it which are other universes but inside of that universe you could actually pull that and you could pull one of the other dots into another cube so you've now got inside of the cube you've got another cube inside of that cube you've got a universe within the universe and then it goes on forever because inside of that universe that you've just pulled out you've got more dots and then you start pulling them out before you it's it's never ending. You've got cubes within cubes, but the amazing thing is, if you if you squished the original cube, which is the universe, into the dot, all of the other ones will go with it. So in a, in a strange way, you have infinity inside of a tiny little dot, which is crazy. But what gets really weird here is, so I've I've been listening to, I've been watching. Only this week, I started watching a video, Anthony Peake, talking about out-of-body experiences. So I, I had this video, and right after I this meditation, I was sitting with it, and I was cooking my dinner, and I put this video on with Anthony Peake. Now, I've never ever, in my whole life, I've never heard anyone talk about a dot becoming like a cube or something. Now, what's weird... I'll try to link to the video, I'll try to remember the video, I'll link to it in the description, Anthony Peake is talking, and I was actually, I think I was making my dinner, so I was listening but not looking, he he suddenly said, he's talking about our body, but he moved on to point of awareness, was it point of awareness, or something like that, and I heard the word point, and I looked up, and the thing he's doing, (laughs) this is crazy, he's he's standing in front of a an audience and he he goes if you take that point and you move it across you get a line if you move that up you get a square if you move that out you get a cube i paused the video and i thought what is going on here because <laughs> like, the synchronicity of that is is insane and what i've noticed is the universe does that it's it kind of it gives you a synchronicity thing it gives you it puts synchronicities in when you're it it does that when it wants you to really remember something because if he had just been talking about that and I hadn't had that meditation experience I would have just listened thought that's interesting and then because this little thing I saw in meditation if he hadn't said what he said I would have thought that's interesting but when you put them both together it suddenly becomes powerful and then it was after that I started thinking about these cubes could have multiple dots inside of them because what he said was he, when i resumed the video he then said which i'd never thought about or even heard of he said if you take that cube and you pull that cube out you can actually end up with something called a tesla grad i can't remember the name of it it's it's a 4d shape so the dot the the line is a 2d shape The square, no, the line is, I suppose, 1D. The cube, the square is 2D. The cube is 3D. This next thing is a 4D shape, which I can't even really imagine what it would look like. But it's going to look like, I think, a cube with cubes inside of itself. So you can't even, I don't think a human would actually be able to even visualize what that would look like, because we're 3D beings. But he said, and then when he said that, I started thinking. I thought, because what I thought was, I th- I thought like, huh. what did I think? In that meditation, it's as if the, it's as if the synchronicity of that was, it was giving me more information to add on to my meditation. But it kind of felt quite powerful. So then what I started thinking was, gets crazy now I suppose even more crazy effectively what it means is it means this reality is a virtual reality because we are outside of the system we're we're probably not even the dot I don't know but if we are the dot it's going to be like a sea whatever base reality is it's going to be like a sea of dots and each of those little dots, like I said, is a universe. And then you've got... You've got all these universes within the universes. But if you've got, like, a sea of dots... I started, I started thinking that... I don't know why I thought this, but I've wrote down here... The aliens, like the greys... They seem to pop in and out of existence. And like like, UFOs. They seem to pop in and out of existence. So what I'm thinking is... They are... Like, if you can... If you had, if they are maintenance beings, so they're like they exist inside of the base reality, but they're almost like maintaining the virtual reality, stop it breaking or something, and they're also maintaining maintaining the dream realms. But this gets really, the I've got so much I want to say because I've, it it goes into so many things. But the dream realm, for instance. When you're dreaming, that could be you going into one of these universes that's inside your universe. That's why it's kind of like dreamy. Because it's it's a universe that's overlapping your universe. I've got so many things. I, I can't quite explain the things I want to say. <laughs> it's quite annoying, really. I can sort of see it in my head. So what you end up with is and when you become lucid you're you're becoming you're be you're becoming aware inside one of these sub universes so then this is what I'm saying this is how false awakenings might be working is when you're when you have a string of false awakenings it could be that you're you've gone inside of a universe within a universe within a universe so you're now inside of one of those cubes you're like inside of a you're inside one of the cubes that say a cube within a cube within a cube within a cube say number five you wake up from that you're only waking up into cube number four that's why you have to you then have to keep waking up to get back to the to your actual cube which is your stable reality and then like you you start thinking about that I, I, I visualised this, I don't know if I'm going to be able to... I'll try to explain it, but in my head... I don't know if this is right, but in my head, I, f- I thought to myself, if you was able to... Let's say we are outside of this... We're outside of this universe. Like, we're the, we're the little dot. So we can sort of... we're outside of the We're outside of time, because time is inside of the cube. If you could if you could squish the cube into a straight line and then if you if you had that straight line and you started spinning it i'm sure it would turn into a wormhole because that straight line would end up just depending on how you're spinning it you would be able to you'd be able to create like a wormhole which would be that wormhole would effectively be going through the cube because if you were going through the, if you were going through that straight line as you're spinning it, and then you stopped spinning it and popped, popped it back into the cube, effectively you'd be able to like, you'd be able to like jump across large amounts of time, and if if you was something inside of the cube, if somebody else was, because I've I've also thought if other beings. In the other universes, or outside of the universe, like the Greys, there might be beings outside of this reality, which can actually put themselves into one of the probability-based beings. So, inside of my little cube, inside of this universe, somebody out, a being outside of the universe, which is like observing everything, it could it could put itself into one of the other beings, and so you would then have consciousnesses inside of the universe and this would be this is like this would be somebody who you meet and they feel really special or somebody who you meet who's guiding you because that's somebody who's become conscious and they're, they're guiding you but what i'm saying is if if they were if they were outside of the if they were outside of the system and they were moving around the cube from using these like wormholes Because the thing is, if you're inside of the cube... And somebody squished the cube into a straight line... I I feel like you wouldn't notice... To you, the cube would still be... I feel like the universe would still be solid to you... Because... I feel like it's the other being that it would be squished for. It gets a bit weird. But, because I started thinking like you could... What I was going to say was, though, if that being did the wormhole thing and you was inside of the cube looking all you would see is you would see the the being pop into existence as if it had teleported and that's what they say like with ufos and stuff they see things popping in and out it it starts to explain ghosts and stuff like ghosts could be a being that's inside one of these other universes it's it's not a conscious you it's it's a probability-based being inside one of the cubes, inside one of your cubes. <laughs> so that's why it kind of looks a bit like um, holographic-y, because it's it's not really in your universe. It's Again, it's like this overlap thing. Now this gets in- incredibly weird, because all these little dots, are, I see like a timeline of these dots. So you've got you, you're going to end up with time within time because the cube itself is going to have sort of like time, but these little dots are going to be a, representat- a representation of time in a, in like a straight line. So, for instance, you know what, what ends up happening is basically all we are is is data. All we are is data. That's why when you go to sleep and you're dreaming, the data is going is going getting uploaded and downloaded into the database which like mystics and ancient people called the Akashic Records. And that's when they go out of body, they go into this place which they call the Akashic Records where all of time and all of probabilities exist. So you can you can start seeing the future and stuff like that. What I'm saying is, if we are say, well this goes into loads of stuff, reincarnation Reincarnation could be you going into a cube within the cube. Because you could you could take your consciousness into a subcube. So that, that subcube would then become your universe. So you would end up like Yeah, you would end up it's a bit like those Russian dolls, you've got things within things. But what I was saying was, let's say universe number one is represented as dot number one and you're like dot number five, so all the dots are separate, because they're not touching. They only touch each other when they become the cubes. So what happens is, cube number one, no, dot number one becomes a cube. And inside of that, say the size of that cube, has like ten dots inside of it. So that means that cube has ten other universes overlapping with it. So what that means is, the, the data from cube, the data from... Dot number one, which is being, so that's it's like a human, is a consciousness. It's part of the the main consciousness. Splits itself up into these little dots. And the first dot, so human number one, that one, has creates its life and stuff, and all of its data is held within that little dot. Dot number two doesn't have the information of dot number two, but when it becomes a a cube the information of dot number one goes into cube number two. So that means everything can be separate, but it's all linked because it's sharing the data between the two universes, even though all the information is actually still separate. But what ends up happening is, dot number five, you really need to see this, like really need to visualize this, because what you end up with is you end up with a line say you've got like 100 dots and you turn each of the dots into cubes what you would see is you would see a row of overlapping cubes so cube number one would overlap with cube number two three four and five and the edge of cube number one would be inside of cube number five so they would they would be like touching and that's where I start thinking that's that could be where you start getting ghosts or something it's it's information from cube number 1 which is not quite complete so you're only seeing half the information in cube number 5 so like universe number 5 being number 5 could start seeing entities from cube number 1 but they would they wouldn't be complete because it's not fully overlapping all the information isn't quite getting to it but then what happens is like say you move on to cube number 20, cube number 20 isn't directly linked to cube number one, so it's not getting any of the information. But what happens is, because cube number one is overlapping with cube number five, which has got the information, cube number five overlaps up until cube number 10. So that means the information from cube number one carries on to cube number 10, so that means the whole of timeline. Say you've got like a thousand years. You've got like a hundred beings. All of those beings are keeping and storing information from the very first moment of time. And so the whole of time is being is being stored across every single human being. But that human being is only actually storing its own its own data which is its own timeline. So this is how you start getting like p- loads of weird things like past life regression and stuff, previous lives. It, and you start getting information from, like when you go in, they talk about when you go into DMT, like what's it called? Psychedelic experiences and stuff. They they, they start being able to trans- teleport back in time and stuff. So this could actually be that it's because the time exists inside of you, but not directly. So that's why you can sort of go there, but you have to come back. (laughs) Bit weird. But I just find it, I I love this. And you you can, if you visualize it in your head, visualize a cube. Visualize a line of cubes with cubes coming out of those cubes. Cubes coming out of those cubes. And then visualize... All of those cubes overlapping with each other, you end up with this just incredibly, this amazing. I actually want to draw it. You wouldn't be able to draw it, I don't think. You would just end up with this mass of, I wonder what sort of shape it would make. It must, make a, it must end up making a shape. It'd be quite funny if it ends up making a giant cube <laughs> and then that giant cube can squish itself down. That's what I'm saying. How do we know that this universe we're inside of isn't one of the cubes inside of a bigger cube? That's what I'm saying. You don't know. So, and then it starts going into this thing where they say, like Buddhism talks about this reality is a dream. It's there's a being dreaming this reality, and then we can dream realities. So you start to think, well, is that what is that what's going on? We're It's it's to do with these these cubes. So that the original being is its own dot. I'm a dot within the being's universe. Fascinating. I love this. Have I got anything else here? Oh yeah, I don't know why I said this. But I said, time is stored in DNA. Because they said something about... I've heard on a podcast something about... If you took all of the DNA and... Like stretch, what is it? I don't, I don't know what I'm talking about here. <clears throat> but if you took the DNA and stretched it, it's something like it wraps around the universe hundreds, millions of times or something. It's, it's so, it's so basically that could be how it's storing data. That could be like the DNA could almost be if you, in the old days we used to have these video cassettes, which had tape on it. And I, I look at it and I think, is the DNA like the tape? So as we're going through life, it's like the tape. The tape. The DNA is our. Is like our tape. It's that's what's recording everything. Because when they, when people die, or near death experience, they say the life flashes before their eyes, which that means our whole life must be getting recorded. So I'm, I'm wondering whether the DNA is almost like, it's the way the. The system is recording everything, which means you can you could actually you could start jumping back and forwards and stuff. Yeah, because if it's always if it's always stored there, is it stored there as just a visual thing, or is it possible to keep going back? Yeah, go back and relive it or something. Fascinating, <laughs> fascinating. Yeah, something else I thought about. I can't I can't quite visualise this yet. But if you took a cube and you spun it sideways and then you spun it, whilst it's spinning sideways, you spin it, so you spin it horizontally. So it's spinning like one of those tops. It's like a spinning top. I don't know what shape that's going to make. I think it's going to make a diamond, I think. I'm not sure. But if you spin that... ...the other way. So, you you spin it horizontally and then you spin it vertically. Or... You spin it vertically and then you spin it horizontally. So, it's now spinning. It's... It's spinning. And spinning. It's spinning sideways and it's spinning... ...the other way. What shape is that going to make? Because I wonder, is that going to make a cube? No, it's not. Is that going to make a sphere? And then you start thinking, well, is that sphere... ...the original dot? so then you end up with a situation where you end up with a situation where the the universe itself is the dot so it's it becomes a massive paradox where the dot is the universe and the universe is the dot so in other words it's i it, I came up with this phrase like months ago and I love it because it's quite simple and it sort of it explains this paradox it's i thought what if the creator The creator's creations are creating the creator. So in other words, if the creator doesn't exist, there's no creations. And those creations are creating the creator. So if the creations don't exist, there's no creator. But if there's no creator, there's no creations. So it's like it's like the creations need the creator (laughs) but the creator only exists because of the creations. So it's it's a paradox. I'm wondering if that's what's going on. You could have the cube spinning is the is the dot. So you end up with a situation where the universe is inside of itself and it has to always exist because the process of the universe evolving creates the universe. You're going to you, it's going to end up like with a big loop a never-ending loop where the the thing creates itself. And then, this gets a bit weird, you can end up... the, The process of that thing creating itself is the original thing, but inside of that, it's happening all the time. So this is how you end up with cubes within cubes. And it all starts with a single dot, which, what do they say with the Big Bang? They said the Big Bang came from a point of nothingness. So you've got a single point and it explodes into... Into everything. And then it could be that that everything is going to end up going back into like a little dot. Like looping around. And then you've got black holes within the universe. Like those black holes could be representing. Well that it could be anything. That could be that could be wormholes going through the cube. Yeah there's so many things here. Because I also thought if you've got that cube. If you take us if you could slice the cube that could be like one timeline then if you had another slice that could be a different timeline so what you end up with is you end up with you end up with a cube representing all probabilities and all possibilities of your life so you imagine it starting at the very bottom of this cube and you have a you have every single decision you make branches off yes or no basically fear or love it's all probability-based, based off the data from all these other cubes. Because, because even though everyone's separate, everyone is linked together. So everything that everyone else is doing in their universes is changing the probabilities of what you're going to be doing. It gets a bit weird. But then what happens then is every single probability exists as like a slice inside your universe. And all you're doing is the consciousness. All all you're doing is picking a path through the cube. So it's like every single possibility of your life exists in the cube. But you're only aware of one of them. Because that's the path that you're going through it. Yeah, I, I love this. I love thinking about this. I want to visualise it, but I, I don't know how to... I don't... I'm going to... I don't know how to vi- how to visualize cubes within cubes, because it it's getting a bit weird here. <laughs> it's like you've got space within space. Fascinating, though. I lo- I love this. I, I'm going to have to I'll just have to see what happens. I, I can, I'm going to try and meditate on this and try to visualize. I want to try and visualize a cube within a cube, and then cubes within that cube. But anyway i think little dennis is getting a bit confused here aren't you so that's little dennis says it's the end of this week's episode i hope you enjoyed that and like i said i i'm trying to i just want to talk about really because i i can sort of in my head i can see it as a fully formed thing but i can't understand it so I, i wanted to talk about it to try and understand it and what I will say is I started reading this book straight because what happened was after that experience and when Anthony Peake started talking about this thing I I went out and bought a couple of these books so I started reading this book called the out of body experience the history and science of astral travel by Anthony Peake because I love some little out of body experiences last night I had a bonkers bunch of dreams i was having false awakenings and then i had a false awakening where i woke up what happened was i, I had a false awakening i woke up so i'm, a, I'm awake inside of the thing and i said i was saying to people these false awakenings are so real that i can't even tell when they're when i'm i, I, I was just saying that these false awakenings are so real it's, i'm I'm finding it hard to tell when i'm asleep or awake like in my dreams I'm t- it's so easy to think you're you're awake when you're actually still asleep and i was in front of people talking about this and then i woke up <laughs> and it's i woke up and realized i was talking to people inside of a dream saying how how weird it is or how hard it is to tell when i'm dreaming but i was i was actually dreaming it's crazy it's like that's like some sort of meta thing where you're you're inside of a dream telling people how hard it is to tell when you're dreaming but you're actually dreaming (laughs) i love it this i love this because you wake up from it you wake up from it and you're you're feeling i just i love it i love it because you're actually experiencing it so whatever's going on it is real whatever that means (laughs) it kind of goes into this week's little inspirational quote so it's from the foreword of this book and the foreword is by Arvin Laszlo who is a scientist I think, a little scientist. He's got a quote here which he's quoted from somebody else and it's it's a bit of a confusing quote but I think actually it fits in with this episode because it's, it's a bit like one of these things you have to think about. The quote is actually from Bertrand Russell. Bertrand Russell. Russell and he says common sense if true leads to physics (laughs) physics if true shows that common sense is false therefore common sense is if true is false (laughs) again that's like a big paradox because it's it's the same thing it's it's if that is true then that's false but if that's false Then that means that has to be true, but it can't be true because you've just said it's false. I love that. I love stuff like this because it really gets you thinking. It's a little, a little bit like the there's a video game on the PS3 called Portal, Portal T. and what it does is you're you're in this world, and you've got this gun, which you can shoot at a wall. And what it does is you shoot it. You've got this gun, and you can you can shoot it at a wall. And then shoot it at another wall and what it does is you you shoot a little entrance spot on that wall and wherever you place the next spot it creates an exit point so what you end up doing is you end up creating these little wormholes so what you can do is in this video game it really messes with your head because say you're at the bottom of this massive building and there's a ladder but the ladder's broken and there's a room at the very top and you need to get up there what you can do is it's impossible to get up there, but you can shoot a hole at the wall, right next to where you're standing, you can then look up at the ceiling, shoot a wall at the ceiling, no, shoot a hole in at the ceiling. So when you walk through the hole that's right next to you, you pop out of the hole that you've put in the ceiling. So what you end up doing is you end up being able to like uh, effectively sort of teleport across the level. Which goes into what I was talking about earlier with this, these little wormhole things, and I love that game because it, what it does is it's, it it messes with your head, but then you end up getting really, it makes you feel clever, really, it does make you feel clever, but you start realizing how how incredible it would be if you could start jumping around like reality and something. But this week's little inspirational inspirational quote is common sense if true leads to physics physics if true shows that common sense is false therefore common sense if true is false <coughs> ding bertrand word Russell little Russell